1170. The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. More dynamite. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Somebody's got me giggling here from the AM 1170 studios. I am dynamite in a dress, busting through, blasting through all the hype and the lies and the nonsense and the false narratives out there coming at y'all from all variety of different directions. Glad to have you all here with me. Sharing this time of, with me, of course, is always DJ Carrot Sticks. Quiet as mad as DJ Carrot Sticks. But I'm not going to dip my carrot sticks in ranch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you outdid yourself with that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. You know why I think he did that? Because people are like, we want to see more of this DJ Carrot Sticks. In fact, somebody posted last night, hey, tell him to come out. Tell him to come in front of the camera. So, yes, that was him in front of the camera a few moments ago. And, hey, we want you to come out in front. Join us here with the discussion. The, the DJ Carrot Sticks is going to be answering the phones throughout the hour, so give us a call here. Chime in on all the topics of the day. I know you got some dynamite out there. I know all of you out there who follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, I know you got your own pack of dynamite. And you all, you all can bust through the false narratives and the lies and the hype out there as good, if not better, than me. So chime in. The number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. So we got to listen to the kids. We got to listen to these children. Well, you know what? President Trump listened. President Trump held court today after a mob, basically, a uh, mob ruled by teenager, not unlike the mobs that took down uh, upon Florida after the Trayvon Martin case to demand uh, that the government give them their way. Uh, we had a mob, mob rule by teenager, descend upon um, different uh, areas of legislation from the courthouse in Florida all the way to the highest levels of our government. And I got to tell you, President Trump did not disappoint. As always, President Trump showed everybody, showed the world that he is not the buffoon, the character, the cartoon that they made him out to be. In fact, that was some of the responses today from some of the victims and their parents. I think that he continues to confound the left because they never understood him in the first place, because they hated him first, which precluded them from ever getting to understand him. Those who know him and knew, know him well and worked with him throughout the years said one of the things that President Trump was most known for was listening, that he was, that he was somebody who talked the least in a room in a business meeting. And that meant a lot to me because I come out of corporate America and in sales, they tell you that the person, uh, the best salespeople uh, do the, less, the least amount of speaking in a sales call because you've got to understand your prospective client before you can, you can provide any kind of suggestion of problem solving. And the best sales is a needs resolution approach. You identify the needs of somebody that you're trying to sell to, and then you come up with a customized solution. So that's what we had going on today. Supposedly, supposedly we had a problem solving session that was supposed to happen today. So President Trump allowed this mob rule to descend upon Washington, D.C., gave them an ear. And I don't know about you all, but I didn't actually hear. I think it was great, like a lot of people are saying, that there was 
discussions going on without the typical name calling and ideological games playing and hate going on. But this is supposed to be about solving a problem. What's the point? I, I, don't, I don't need to see people sitting around jawboning all day long. This is supposed to be about solving a problem. And those kids went there today not to solve problems because if they were there to push gun control legislation, then they're not there to solve a problem. Because uh, why weren't they marching at, at Chicago and Baltimore and everywhere where we have every piece of gun control legislation known to man and we still have people being gunned down in the streets right and left? So it wasn't about solving problems today. I was asked this morning on a show, well, shouldn't we be listening to kids? Absolutely. Children need to be heard. It's an incredibly important part of the grief process to be able to express it, to share what's on your heart and mind, to purge these intense feelings that you have. But that does not create an obligation on anybody's part to then give them whatever they want on the other side of it, particularly in the case of policy, especially if the policy is not going to solve anything. So we'll see what President Trump does as a result of listening today. So far, he's indicated that he's going to maybe pass legislation to ban bump stocks after what happened in Las Vegas. I don't know that there's any Second Amendment fanatics like myself who are going to see that that's any sort of grave infringement But if the on our rights. But if the goal is to solve a problem, that ain't going to solve a problem. When are we going to talk about actual solutions coming up after the first break? I've got a a partner in crime, a brother in Salem Media, who's going to be here, and he's got seven steps to stopping shooting. And I can't wait to hear what his seven steps are because I'm really ready to hear people talk about solutions. One of the parents of Columbine, actually, because, of course, to, you know, uh, put pressure to get what the left wants in the situation, you know, they had to rally as many people that that could hide behind the shield of victimhood because, we're you know, everybody talked today in hushed tones about about the high school kids. See, what a perfect way to remove our, our ability or our right to speak if it involves children. So, you know, they had to amass as many victims as possible. Well, one of the parents of a Colum- the Columbine massacre, which happened during an assault weapons ban, he came out tonight and he said, I was pleased to meet with President Trump. He said he showed me that he's not the man that everybody said that he was. He said, and I was pleased to talk solutions. He says, but really, it's not about guns. He's been working with... Um, who's the Chuck Norris and different organizations involving character, involving programs that deal with, as he put it, the hearts of these kids. And I thought, thank you. Finally, somebody's on track. Do we need to be doing more to secure and make things safe for our students? Absolutely. Let it begin with actual security on the school grounds. In the meantime, if, if that's still a Band-Aid, though, because as I've talked about over and over, and y'all are probably sick of hearing about it, we've got to deal with the cultural issues behind it. I, I've got a story to tell now. I'm going to keep it really brief. Um, but, you know, I can kind of relate a little bit to these kids. I don't tell this story very often. But when I was not much older than these kids, um, at a time in which, you know, you could drink and serve alcohol at 18 in Louisiana, I think I was 19. I was still a teenager at the time, and I was working as a cocktail waitress. And our favorite boss uh, was murdered. At the club. He was shot at point blank range at about 10 or 10.30 in the morning the next morning. All these years later. After closing, the, uh, someone else closed the night before. It was his job to come in the next day and count all the money from the night before and prepare the deposits. And he was shot at point blank range. We weren't there at the time that it happened, although he was found by some co-workers. We were brought in for a meeting not long after at the crime scene before it was cleaned up. Anyway, 
um, we were expected to go right back to work. I can tell you that our response... All these years later, it still breaks my heart. But our response at the time was not to descend upon the legislators at Baton Rouge and start demanding everybody's guns be taken away. We wanted to know who did it. Then we found out it was a co-worker who still sits on death row in Texas, I believe. No, in, in Louisiana. They, they got him in Louisiana. Um, it, was never, it was never about the guns because we knew that it was about the evil heart that resided in our co-worker. So I know what it's like to be grief-stricken and lose somebody that you love and that you care about to gun violence. And why are we, but why are we even using that term gun violence, by the way? Somebody else brought up a good point. When, a, when somebody gets drunk behind the wheel and kills people with a car, we don't refer to it as car violence. We didn't refer to the Boston, you know, terrorist as pressure cooker, uh, you know, pressure cooker violence. But, you know, everybody has a right to grieve in whatever way works for them, whether it's to get right back to work or whether whatever. This is a very important part of the grieving process for these kids. But I got to take it back to say what should be the result of it and how come they get access to the highest levels of our government right into the Oval Office? Why is it that the victims in this country to illegals I don't remember seeing Kate Stanley's family brought to the White House. I don't remember seeing all of the uh, President Trump on the campaign trail amassed victim families who lost family members, murdered by illegal aliens in this country. There was nobody on the left demanding that they be listened to. We we don't have this for any other victims in this country. And it's only because of guns. These kids as broken-hearted as they are, are being used to push a liberal agenda. And, and their grief does not then create an obligation for anybody to give them that the policy needs that they want. And shame on those who are telling us that we shouldn't be questioning why they're there, that, we, that we're not allowed to ask any questions about whether or not any certain ones of these kids were hired by anybody. You know, that, that's also the latest thing. Anybody who's questioning anything about it is considered evil, by the way. That provides the perfect cover and the perfect shield for them to get at our liberties. It's what I talked about last night. Um, there are some solutions to, the, to these problems, to what's going on. And that's really where we need to focus. Because if we truly care about saving children's lives, we will actually look at, at the heart of the matter. It does not begin, though, with doing what the left does. And, you know, one aspect of this that came about in a debate on Twitter today was letting children, and I actually debated a conservative this morning on it. The solution is also not to let children start making the rules for society. Since when do we allow that? You know, there was somebody, some congressperson on Twitter who said that his nine-year-old found out about the Parkland shooting, and then you got to ask yourself why some man exposed his kid to this. Uh, But his nine-year-old asked if he had guns, and the dad says yes, and he he said because it, it upset his kid that he owned guns then in this Parkland shooting, he wouldn't turned his guns into the police department. It's like, you're going to let your nine-year-old, we're now letting children make decisions for us and our rules and our society. No, we cannot have that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Kevin McCullough. He is a uh, the binge thinker, and he's a, a host of AM 970 in New York City. He's going to be here after the break, and he's going to give us his seven steps to solving the shooting problems. More Andrea Acacia when we come up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walters' book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Andrea Kay here. We've all heard about the new tax reform laws and the confusions they've created. If you're planning on buying or refinancing, it's a must to create your financial roadmap. And if you need a guide, let me introduce you to my go-to, Dave Stapleton of First Choice Loan Services. You've heard of a certified financial planner, right? Well, look across the table and you will see Dave Stapleton, a certified mortgage loan specialist, a certification that less than 5% of loan officers are able to complete. Regardless of how much you have or have not saved to put down, or if you've been through a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or just suffering from poor credit, Dave has the experience and the knowledge to navigate you through the confusion. Dave has been leading families into home ownership for over two decades. So start your journey today and call Dave Stapleton, 760-815-8987, 760-815-8987, or visit thedavestapletondifference.com. That's thedavestapletondifference.com. NMLS number 248823. Families are discovering a better way to vacation on Tripping.com. One search on Tripping.com lets you filter, compare, and sort homes from the world's top vacation rental sites, so you'll always find the best deal. From furnished beach houses to cozy ski lodges, lakefront cabins to luxury condos in major cities, Tripping.com has them all. Vacation rentals offer more, more privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home, and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com you'll find more savings, with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Planning your family's spring break to Florida? Tripping.com. Can't wait to visit Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of a cabin in the Smoky Mountains? Tripping.com. This year, get out of the hotel room and into the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash travel. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash travel. Find your perfect vacation rental on tripping.com. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Thrilled as always to have y'all here with me. 
Didn't hear any solutions myself uh, today. Not really any that are going to make any difference. I think it's always great to have an open dialogue, and I think it's very important to listen. But I want solutions. Isn't that what this is supposed to be about? Well, joining me now is somebody who actually has solutions. In fact, he's got seven steps to stop the shootings. He is none other than uh, an East Coast Salem Drive Time show host. He is Kevin McCullough. He's the binge thinker. He's the host of the PM Drive on AM 970 uh, back in New York City from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and he joins me now. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, binge thinker, huh? Um, you know, I don't know that I've spent a whole... I don't know. I, I've done a whole lot of binge thinking. I, I, you know, I've binged on a lot of donuts in my day and French... Oh, you know what? No, I am a woman, so we do tend to binge think a little too much about what's going on with a man we're dating. But <laughs> in what context are you a binge thinker? Well, I'd like to think that if we apply common sense and um, basic uh, common morality to the majority of life, we'll find solutions to things that we uh, really desperately need. And the situation with the Douglas High School shooting is a perfect example of us with the political activism that's going on now completely missing the boat. I'm all for, as you said, open dialogue and Look, I live in New York. I I broadcast in New York. I have to deal with New Yorkers all the time. You want to have an argument about an AR-15 or mental health, that's great. But that's going to take a year to work through a legislative process before we do anything. And the seven things I laid out on townhall.com would allow us to end school shootings across America beginning tomorrow if schools were willing to put them in place. And all we have to do is pull the trigger. These don't cost a lot of money. They don't cost uh, us any time in legislative bodies arguing back and forth. It's not really about gun control or gun access. It's about using what we have at our disposal to secure campuses. If you think about it, Andrea, gun violence is on the decline, has been for a couple of decades in America. And the as the gun violence has gone down, the media has made the school shootings appear to be larger in impact and number. If we can secure the school campuses and kind of put an end to these school shootings, we're going to have one of the uh, safest uh, records we've ever had in our country. And all we have to do is seven simple things that every state and every school district has the ability to pull the trigger on right now. And what are they? Well, simple things. The shooter got into Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School without going through a metal detector, without going through a spot back check. He didn't even get side-eyed by any of the uh, uh, security officers, not that they had many. There were only a couple of uh, resource officers that were on campus, and it's the largest high school in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about access to a public place, when you think about courtrooms, sports stadiums, government buildings here in New York, we have most of our private business buildings that follow these same protocols. You can't go anyplace without going through a metal detector without being subjected to a purse, a purse or a, a bag check of some sort. And certainly, um, you know, you don't have to do all of those to just uh, profile a little bit. Israelis do it great at the, the, the um, uh, airport in uh, Jerusalem or in Tel Aviv. And it's, 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 it's simple and easy to do. Actually, in Israel, speaking of that, they have a, a military uh, person at every doorway of every school mm. in Israel. And the reason they do is because He's profiling every student that comes in, and as he sees something that doesn't look quite right, he engages that student, goes through the bag. If there's contraband there that they shouldn't have, they take it out and they uh, dispatch the threat. They haven't had a school shooting or a terrorist shooting in a school 
in 20 years. You know, uh, I got to interrupt you there because I'm absolutely fascinated with that suggestion because you're the only, first of all, you're the only person who's mentioned it. And second of all, it's absolutely brilliant because for a couple of reasons, here in Southern California, where we have the Border Patrol checkpoints, they are so trained at the Border Patrol that they can just glance at a car, at the person behind the wheel, and they can profile in an instant and know which car to pull over and who's got somebody in the trunk, okay, that, they, that sure. they've smuggled across. The same thing that we've got in our airports with those that are trained to tell, and anybody who's watched an episode of Locked Up Abroad knows that the police all around the world can kind of tell they, they're trained in how to spot who might be trying to you know who's got some heroin taped to their bodies so this this is doable and there's no reason why we're not doing it for our children we probably have those same techniques happening at their courthouses um you know different uh, you know libraries and different places uh stadiums we probably have that technique going on you're the only person who's mentioned it well, and what's the problem in having multiple techniques layer on top of each other? So let's have metal detectors, spot back checks, and profilers all in place. And, you know, I'm all for paying government employees that are actually doing something. So I would trade every bean counter that's stationed in D.C. to tell me how much sugar can be in my cupcakes and get rid of them from the EPA and exchange them for people that would be willing to uh, be a retired military or police officer, stand a post at a high school and go through people's bags in the morning. Uh, Control your access to your buildings. Only have one entrance where kids can come through in the morning and have, uh, you know, controlled uh, IDs and other things. But again, these are simple things. But even if you get through those three layers of of the first, you know, easy to do implement uh, steps, why not have for only those who wish to, you don't make anybody do something that they don't want to, but for teachers, administrators, or coaches, that would have a desire to have a weapon, be it in a locked safe in their uh, classroom or be it in a, in, a, in a locker just outside their classroom where they had the ability to access it in a short order, uh, why not have three to five teachers trained on every floor of a multi-floor high school or three to five uh, trained to be able to use a weapon in every wing of a, of, of a high school that has a large uh, landmass layout? Well, let me let me let, well let me interject and tell you why that's not a good idea. According to some liberals I've seen on the news today, as that as that suggestion has come about, because talk about Israel. I guess the school teachers over there go through more training than some of their, um, you know, Mossad, you know, people. Um, but you know, the liberals would say, you know, it's not a good idea. Um, somebody said today that that it might have been one of the students that you know teachers are emotional people, and you know, and the other reason is is that it's just it's going to scare the students to have to show up up and see guns on the school grounds. Well, yeah, I don't know that gun I don't know that teachers that would be qualified for this would be walking around brandishing the weapons. In fact, for the most part, day in and day out, you're not even gonna know they're there. And if we're really good at what we do, this would be just like identical to the air marshal program that we run on our airlines currently. Mm-hmm. We don't know who has a gun and who's sitting there and who's ready to take down terrorists. But you know what, since nine eleven we've decided that it is worth having someone on any given flight, on any given day, that is armed with a weapon, able to take down a threat if they pose. And again, we're not talking about uh, you know gunfights at every school in every district. What we're talking about is eliminating those final few threats. The reason that schools are picked for gunmen to go and do what they wish to do is because they know they will not meet any resistance. The yes. reason that this person, whose name I will not name, went into that school 
was because he knew the layout, he knew he had access, and he knew he wouldn't find any resistance. If someone believes that they will be met with a barrage of bullets coming back at them, they are infinitely less likely to ever pull the trigger. And think about the upside of this. You have students that come through and they, they let their bags be checked. So if we discover a gun, we can dispense with the gun. But what if we discover knives or porn mm-hmm. or other contraband that's harmful to the learning environment? All of a sudden, we've created not only a truly safe space for our students, but we're creating an environment where they're going to thrive because the worst inclinations and temptations for distraction are actually not going to be there on yeah. a day-in and day-out basis. Well, I lo- I'm, uh, I'm loving the idea of the school teachers. I don't know that they have to be concealed. I grew up in the South where kids rolled up every day with, with you know, trucks with their loaded gun racks in the back. I think demystifying. Oh, sure. I'm a you Texan know, by nature. Oh, okay, yeah. Me, I'm, yeah. I'm from Louisiana, and, you know, you didn't, even need a, you didn't even need an excuse to get out if you wanted to take a day off to go duck hunting where I'm from. Um, but, <laughs> y- you know, I, I think destigmatizing guns might be an answer. But in Ohio, I don't know if you heard that there's a sheriff there who offered a concealed carry class for teachers and yeah. 250 teachers signed up in less than 24 hours and he can only accommodate he couldn't contain he yeah. couldn't contain the number of people that wanted to sign up for it. well that tells you something about teachers they really care about their students and they want safety yeah so let's empower them let's let them be in charge because usually when police are minutes away uh, people only have seconds to live yeah. and we really need to be faster in that response one last thing that's on my list and if people want to see more of this it's the top trending article at townhall.com actually what i'm asking people to do is to forward it to their uh to their local school districts to actually barrage their school boards with this article yes. because it's such common sense that they would have they would be hard pressed to come up with an objection to it but the last thing is this and i really do think this will save lives if they didn't do any of the rest of it publicize the consequence. If, if you have a, uh, a sign that is in the school window that says gun-free zone, guns banned here, do not bring your guns here, we are very mad at you if you bring guns here, <laughs> yeah. uh, you send a different message than if you have a sign that says, if you bring a gun onto this campus, we reserve the right to fully retaliate with full armament against you. Mm-hmm. There is no question that if you tell them that they are going to face a consequence, they yes. become less likely to do less likely to do harm to the people that are there. And why can't we do any of these things? They hardly cost anything. Maybe the most expensive thing is to install the metal detectors, but come on, we can find all kinds of money in state budgets for all kinds of things. If this if the statements coming out of Florida are really true that enough is enough no matter the cost then I think investing in one or two metal detectors at, a, at an average high school across the country is worth it. Uh, recruiting our former military and law enforcement to come stand a post morning and afternoon, I think that's worth it. Training yeah. a few teachers to use a firearm, if those outer barriers break down, will save lives. If we had one teacher in that hallway that had, had a gun last week, there would be people alive today. Yeah, if we could just save one life, right? They need to. They need to implement these ideas, and and we can we can save lives. In fact, I, I yeah, I suggest Kevin that you send that article to Oprah Winfrey because she donated five hundred thousand dollars to bus a bunch of kids up to up to Washington D.C. to yammer for banning AR-15s. That's not going to save any lives. I mean, Columbine happened during the assault weapons ban. It's nonsense. If Oprah right. Winfrey really wanted to save lives, she would donate money to the activities and the actions you, you just talked about. And, you know, the one one of the school kids that's not getting any attention is the one that said if Coach Feiss, who was a security person, had been allowed, who used his body to protect children and died, if he had been allowed to have a weapon there, how many lives would have been spared? 
I'm sure he would have taken down the shooter and he would have saved uh, a number of those kids. I've got about 30 seconds left. Um, the a Dallas official, he calls himself, Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Carraway, doesn't think that holding the NRA convention in Dallas is appropriate and has told them they need to reschedule their meeting, uh, which was scheduled in May at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas. I think the Republican Party is allowing the NRA to be scapegoated here. Your thoughts? Well, I think the NRA just needs to keep doing what the NRA does. They're a civil rights organization that originally got its fame for helping African-Americans defend themselves against wrongful attacks by people that wanted to put them down. Let them do their thing. Keep going. This isn't about the NRA. It's not about the AR-15. It's about protecting our schools. And I've got seven simple steps that will help us do that. Tell everybody where they can get that article. Townhall.com. And just look under the trending section. It's been the top trending article for the last four days. Townhall.com. Well, Kevin McCullough, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a binge thinker and coming up with these seven steps. I hope that it gets implemented. And we need to put George Clooney and Oprah Winfrey and all the rest of them on blast with this article. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Now, stay tuned because I had a listener email me last night and pose the question, where was God? Why wasn't he in the schools and who kept him out? And on the anniversary of, not anniversary, but on the day that we lost Billy Graham, our greatest evangelist in this country, I think we should be answering that question. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. 
You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now. 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. Now, every time the stock market does that bend but don't break kind of thing, the market bears kind of pop up to remind everybody that it is just a matter of time before we have a market correction or give back, just to make sure that your allocation is suitable it is age appropriate and that you are completely tuned in to the risks that you may or may not be choosing to bear inside of your investment accounts. If you'd like to have that chat with me, come on in for your free retirement consultation with me. I meet with everybody personally here in my Mission Valley office. It is absolutely free of charge. doesn't cost you a penny. Just come on in. You can also talk about your social security benefits as well. Give me a call. Come on in for your free consultation with me. That's it for this edition of the Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you tomorrow on these same Salem Network stations. Dennis Prager here for My Hearing Centers in San Diego talking about their latest technology, Signia NX. My Hearing Centers is looking for San Diegans to test drive the best-sounding, most convenient hearing aids ever. Using revolutionary dual processors, Signia NX has the most advanced soundscape processing in the industry, giving you superior speech understanding, especially in noise. If you or a loved one is or are having difficulty hearing, or if understanding speech is becoming difficult, you're needed to try these innovative devices. Schedule an appointment today, and you'll be given the opportunity to try this first-ever natural-sounding new technology right in their office. Call and schedule your free hearing evaluation and free trial in a San Diego area office near you with absolutely no fee or commitment. To be a part of this test, Google My Hearing Centers or call 619-822-2686. That's 619-822-2686 or Google My Hearing Centers for more information. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Hey, you know what? Last night we were talking about DJ Carrot Sticks and I were talking about that Olymp- Olympian who went through Hungary and she just wanted to go to the Olympics and she found a way to do it through her ancestors who, who were Hungarian and she picked a sport that like... Uh, almost nobody competed in some kind of way and she ended up there she didn't do a really good job but you know what she made it to the olympics and i posed the question to you all last night what sport should i come up with it's got to be something easy you know um can't be especially for the winter olympics because i grew up in the south so y'all got to come up with some sport that i can that i can that i can enter into in order to make it to the olympics i got to go to the phones i've got a caller who's been waiting patiently he's been wanting to chime in on uh the Trump listening to these students, the mob rule by teenager today. Hey, Steve, welcome to the Andre K show. Hi, I am. I, I was sitting there and I watched this and uh, there was nothing there to, to anything productive of right. solving the problem. All it was, was they sat there and they wanted gun legislation. That was it. Yes. Even a parent one of the parents was in there. Why do we allow weapons of mass destruction so easily to kids and people under 21? See, they're they're trying to they're trying to substantiate how they can infringe on the right 
to bear arms. That's all yes. it's about. Yeah, and they're using and children is- as they're using children as the shield to do it, just like they wanted yeah. an open border society. So they use the quote unaccompanied yeah. minors, these children that were supposedly at the borders, and most of them were twenty something years old young men, you know, MS thirteen type thugs. Yeah. Uh, that's the game and, that's and being some, played on us. Something else that, that if they want to talk about the problem, why didn't they talk about what led this kid? To want to come back to school, plan this out. Did, was he bullied? Yes. Was, was something going on in his life that people ignored? Not that he had a mental issue, but very well, he went back to a school that probably bullied him. So they were talking about assault rifles, assault weapons. What if he had went in there with a knife? Well, yeah, and you know what? Yeah, in Virginia Tech, uh, the gunman killed 32 people there with a couple of of handguns. People were posting yesterday recent articles of stabbings that involved multiple people. You know, when... I think it was somebody here on the Visa Lottery Program mowed a bunch of people down in New York. I think it was last Easter, maybe, on the streets of New York mm-hmm. City. Nobody nobody rushed the gun automobile manufacturers in Detroit and blamed them for it. This is all nonsense. It's politics. Right. And yeah. I am not going to do, yeah. like, I was even pressured on uh, by a conservative on another show uh, today for, you know, shouldn't we be listening to the kids? And it's like, everybody's so scared. This, this is when the left wins. When they beat us with they the were, stick and, and tell us that we're not allowed to we we're not allowed to say anything if we are you know if we want to enforce immigration laws we hate brown people if we you know don't if we don't want you know to bring terror people from terrorist infested countries here we're islamophobic now if we don't want to to enact gun control legislation we hate kids and we don't care about children's lives it's but it's all to push an agenda got a final thought in 15 seconds because then i gotta go okay here here's the whole thing summed up real quick it's the gun and the person who, uh, who uh, uh, thinks the gun is useful is being villainized. They're, you're, you're automatically the bad guy. They don't right. want to teach these kids the good, the positive parts of understanding, learning how to defend yourself, and, and using a gun the way it was intended. Exactly. That- Thank you so much, Steve. I think I got about a minute left, and so I'm going to answer the question that George, a listener, posed to me last night, because I think it ties into what Steve was saying. Uh, the listener was said, where was God and who kept him out? And on a day in which we lost Billy Graham, I think the answer is, is, is easy to understand. God did not leave America. America left God. That does not mean that God was not there, because the Lord says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But what the left did and the reason why they've pushed so hard and you can see it happening with these children today is the left wanted to kick, keep God out of schools. And, and there are many questions that we're never going to have the answers to and we're not supposed to have the answers. Otherwise, what's the point of faith? Okay. Um, one of the questions is why do bad things happen to good people? What we do know is that there's evil in this world. There is evil in the world, but the left wanted to kick God out by kicking the Bible out and by getting rid of Judeo-Christian principles because they, the lessons that are from the Bible and are from God and Judeo-Christian principles are lessons like, um, uh, uh, let's see, I I made a list here because there's so many, um, the lessons of individual responsibility. Individual liberty. Give me one more minute, DJ Carrot Sticks, because I lost my train of thought here. Uh, Lessons like um, to count your blessings. 
Lessons like, you know, life isn't fair. Some some of the life lessons we're supposed to be taught are biblical. Some are just based on Judeo-Christian principles, but they're all tied together. Like the fact that... uh, that you're supposed to work hard and accept responsibility for your life and not be not be caught up in greed and jealousy and envy over what somebody else has. How about how about the lessons of being good to your neighbor? How about the lessons of treat other people as you want to be treated? Some of these are biblical, some are not, some are just basic good principles, but they're all part of the fabric of our Judeo-Christian principles that the left really wanted to have out of our society because they did not want separation of church and state. They wanted replacement of God with state. But I'm saying some of the same stuff I said last night, but I think it's important, and I'm trying to not be too preachy in answering this question, because I'm not a minister. I'm not Billy Graham. I don't have all the answers. I don't think we're meant to have all the answers. We know this. We know that there is evil in the world. We know that there is right and wrong, even though the left wants to tell you that there isn't. The Lord does not promise that there's never going to be anything bad that happens to you in your life. The... And that's a really key lesson that the left doesn't want our children to understand because the left wants to pretend that the government and the state can solve every problem, make every life perfect, that if the state just gets in and and passes some more piece of, of legislation that everybody's life is going to be great. It's utopia and it's untrue. I don't have all the answers, but we know this. We know that utopia does not exist. The left doesn't want children to put their hope in a higher power in God and in the Lord. The left wants children and Americans to put their hope in man and in the state. And that's a fail. I may not have all the answers as to the Bible and God and where he is every moment, but I know that the answer does not lie in the state. I'm running now. I'm running past overtime, but thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, because I wanted to get that out. When we come back, we're going to continue the discussion about schools and what we need to do in the schools. My friend Bob Walters will be here. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience it will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life hi i'm julie mills brennan and i've been selling homes in san diego for over 20 years i've seen the market in its highs and in its lows and through the years i've immersed myself in nearly every market area i realize that anyone can find you a house i want to find you a home a home that you will build great memories in call me or text me at 619-992-7113 call me today i would be honored to help you find your dream home This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. How can the slaughter of high school students be so polarizing? It is agonizing beyond any writer's or speaker's ability to convey, but a political football to begin another round of pro and anti-Trump throwdowns? I didn't see that coming out of the sorrow from the Florida shooting. It was like an instant replay of reactions that we witnessed after the massacre in Sutherland Springs, Texas, and every awful massacre since Columbine. It has left commentary without a purpose. If everyone always makes the same demands nearly instantly, Without any room for consideration of the specifics of the murderer's motivation in history, it's hard to imagine what change will avail. A place to start for us would be hearings. I got the idea from my NBC colleague, Chuck Todd. I put it to Education Secretary DeVos and Attorney General Sessions. They both agreed. 
if joint hearings of the House and Senate occur, we need one more promise for everyone to actually hear the various viewpoints presented. Let's stop the outrage and just listen. I'm Hugh Hewitt. HelpWantedSanDiego.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, why have you been shredding for hours? The boss said we should cut costs, Mr. Employee of the Month. How does this cut costs? These are the expense reports for the whole year. You shredded them all? Thanks to me, our expenses this year are zero. If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with, like, hundreds of snacks. I merely exposed a loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. Granola bar? If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Rolling along into our final segment tonight. Um, you know, before all this happened with Parkland shooting, I was doing regular segments on schools and on education because it's something that is near and dear to my heart. Because as we've been talking about for, for years here, the left hijacked our schools and our media control the message and you control minds. And there's many different layers and facets to what's gone wrong with our kids today and in our education system. And a man who's got a heart for making things better for kids in school and then preparing them to go forward in their life is Bob Walters. And he's been on the show before, and so did his buddy, uh, John Ratzenberger. You guys remember when he was on the show a while back to talk about how important it is to bring trade school and shop classes and like auto mechanics in these schools these classes back in our schools. And it's so important. And I got to thinking about how it even ties in to what's going on with Parkland because well, let me bring him on and, and I'll see if he agrees with me on tying on, on how they connect the dots. Joining me now is Bob Walters, and uh, who's got a heart for the kids and wants to return shop classes to school. Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so one of the reasons why I love the idea of returning shop classes to school and we need to get auto mechanics back and home ec and all these types of classes back in is not just because it's um, an, an avenue for kids to tap into a different area of skills, hobbies, whatever, um, because not all kids are meant to go to college. I also, and I think that at school is a time for children to not just learn the three R's, but also to discover what talents and gifts that they have and interest. But I also think there's something about producing something, making something that gives you a source of pride something that people can't take away from you. Part of the cultural issue that we've got with our kids today, as I referenced last night from a psychiatrist, is we've got children in schools that feel alienated. They feel ashamed. They don't, they're not, they don't have a sense of community. They get bullied. We've got bullying as a problem. And I think that being able to go into a shop class and being able to create something is, is just magical. I agree. It's just, and today, a lot of these kids feel like failures and losers, and, and at least a shop class option gives them some chance to have a good view of life and have a good life in the future when they get out of school. It's not the only solution for the violence you've got with some of these kids today, but in fact, a lot of that stems from 
their web pages, their music, their, yeah. their way of life, the videos. But, but shop classes will give at least some hope that they've got a, another way, in, another avenue in life other than college where they can have a good life and make something and enjoy themselves. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned the word hope because I was just I was talking about one of the you know in terms of a listener had asked a question where was God and why wasn't he there and and the return of Judeo-Christian principles to school and you know um the reason why God was removed because they want people to put their hope in man, hope in state instead of God. Having hope for a future is so important. And you know this is a way uh, to to give them hope because if you've got a kid who's been bullied if you've got a kid that you know has been told he's nothing and he doesn't think that it or have any interest in, in going to college and becoming a doctor or a lawyer or he's got an interest in doing a trades and he's made to feel like he's nothing if you don't have hope then you're more likely to lash out in some way you're not, if you don't have hope you're you're not going to value your life and if you don't value your own life as a kid you're not going to value other lives as well. well. I agree. I agree completely. That's, and we had a good session this past Saturday. We had six unions there and oh, wow. scores of leader, education leaders, and it was very successful to get dialogue going to get more of these shop classes back in the high schools. Well, well how, tell me a little bit about that. I know John Ratzenberger spoke, and you had the unions there. What was the reception? Because it seems like you had some kind of competing interests there, which is interesting. Well, yeah. In fact, that was part of the the the, the logic of the meeting to have these forces that uh, you have Republican leaders, you had Democratic union leaders, and you had school administrators all sitting and chatting and talking in a organized manner, so they can try to arrive at what are the constructive steps to take and how does it benefit both sides. It's not a Democrat or Republican issue. It's it's a kid issue. Right. And uh, something that we need to do for the country as a whole. And it was pretty successful. It was a good good reaction. Was yeah. it successful in the form of, did you get any classes uh, set yes, up anywhere? Yes, in fact, uh, uh, we had bricklayers and laborers there and, and electricians, and, and they felt like they were really going to be part of the system in the future, and they're willing to contribute their money and their time to pay for the schools to implement these shop classes, which the schools were not aware of that was possible to do. So it was a good session from that standpoint, and we hope it'll do something to give these kids better hope in the future and, and do a little bit to stem the violence that's going on in these schools. It's just terrible. Like you saw in Whittier today was another bad one. Yeah. Um, you know, it's do, being productive with your hands is so important. You know, we, they tell parents, get your kids playing with building blocks when they're little. Get them in the kitchen and get their hands in dough. Get them out in the garden. Get them doing something. We Idle hands are the devil's workshop, as we say. And these are, you know, there has been studies that have been done about how when you can get kids, kids coming from uh, disinfected, uh, disaffected areas, disenfranchised kids from these gang areas or whatever, you get them involved in an activity. Get them doing something with their hands and you can turn their life around you know I was talking to John Ratzenberger about the fact that I made this dopey little bookshelf when I was in the seventh grade shop class and I carried that thing around with me forever oh my gosh I was so proud of it it was so ridiculous but literally you know in any time that you've got an activity that makes a kid feel more proud of himself and build their self-esteem self self-esteem is the key in so many ways to solving everything uh final thoughts how can people get more information and join you in this movement well, if they get a hold of uh, returnshopclass.net, uh, we can send them some information and keep them abreast of what's being done here in Orange County, but of course the rest of the state is California as well. So uh, that's stop 
or returnshopclass.com. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Excuse thank me. you so much. I want everybody to send that article from Kevin McCullough about ta- from townhall.com about his seven steps to stop shooting. I want everybody to send that out. To, and I, uh, to schools, and I also want them to send the website returnshopclass.com t- as well because we need a multi-approach to taking care of our kids today and restoring uh, their hearts and their minds, and this is there's a variety of different ways to do that. Bob Walters, thank you so much. Well, keep up the good work. You're doing great. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Um, I promised y'all that I would talk about shifting gears. You know, we talked a lot about self-defense, which is uh, the main... I, I don't, you know what? I started to say self defense is the main reason for the Second Amendment, but it's actually not self defense in the way that people think it is. And this is what I'm wondering about so many of these kids today. Would, were they ever taught what the real meaning and the real purpose behind the Second Amendment is? It's actually to defend yourself against an overreaching government. That's what our founders thought. And speaking of self defense, which, and, and defense in general, which is the main role of our government, we got some news actually in the military today. And I don't really know that many people are talking about it. Um, I'm loving my man, Mad Dog Mattis. He's decided, you know, one of the, when uh, the whole transgender thing came about in the military, one of my concerns about it was, you know, aside from whether or not you agree with people being transgender or whatever you think about that or not, it, to me, it's all about military readiness. This is not a workplace that can accommodate somebody with the, with, the, with these long drawn out medical and psychological challenges that are at place and one of the things I talked about that was so discriminatory about it was how unfair it was to the rest of their platoon in the case that they get called up to go somewhere and what do you do when your platoon your unit gets called up and you're still in the hospital recovering from some transgender sex many surgeries are involved in changing somebody's sex well My man, Mad Dog Mattis, he's answered the question there. He says, look, either deploy or out. That's the rule. If you're not able to go on deployment when you're called up, then you know what? you got to get out of the armed services. And to me, there solves the entire problem because there are a lifelong 30 years worth of surgeries, hormone treatments, psychological counseling. You're not military ready. You can't join your unit. You cannot serve alongside the rest of your unit as they are. Today, there was reports that came out that like 70-something percent of young people today don't even qualify for the military because of obesity, heart disease, this, that. Well, why is it okay to tell them that they're not allowed to serve, but these transgender people with all their medical issues and psychological issues and, and suicide proneness, they're allowed to serve? No. Thank you, Mad Dog Mattis, for restoring some sanity to our military today. All right. Now, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Announce, announcement. I'm not going to be here tomorrow, but my man, Brother Ed Martin, from Salem Media in St. Louis, from the Ed Martin Movement, is going to be here. So please give Ed some love tomorrow night from 6 to 7 here. Keep the conversation rolling. Love found you out all. what sport you'd be good at. Oh, what's that? Well, in, a, in the winter, it's very limited. But in the summer, there's all kinds. And I think you'd be really good at gymnastic rhythmic. <gasps> rhythmic? Is that with the ribbons? Yes. Yes. That's my new sport. You know what? Now what I got to do is find out about the training involved to be a rhythmic gymnast because I got the rhythm, baby. I got the moves. See you guys Friday. Support my man Ed tomorrow night. He'll be here. Ed Martin. Stay cool, everybody. Stay frosty. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.